0: Hi, this is Allison Lex and I co-host the System to Thrive podcast with Jenny Wright. You're probably wondering, hey, I thought I clicked on girls who do stuff and don't you worry, you totally did. But Jenny and Sarah have decided to take a little break. They didn't want to leave you hanging. So they've asked us as well as some of their other amazing friends if we wouldn't mind contributing some content to help fill the gap until they return for your regularly scheduled programming. We have gone through our catalog, and we have actually picked our most popular episode, which was a surprise to us, but also kind of not. And so we're going to talk to you today about how to host a list build (laughs) and still grow your business. If you have any questions or want to find out more about us, you can head over to systemtothrive.com. Enjoy the show. And... We'll see you later. On today's episode, we're answering the question, how can I host an online summit when I'm so busy running my business? Thriving in business does not mean you have to lose yourself. It does not mean
1: following cookie cutter advice. What it means is finding what works for you, for your audience, and for your business, and working the process until you get to the level of success that you're looking for.
0: This podcast is designed to give you the tools and inspiration to build your business on your
1: terms. I'm Jenny Wright. I'm Allison Lex. And welcome to The System to Thrive.
0: I have been avoiding hosting a summit since I did my first summit, my only summit in 2013. So I don't know, writer for a reason, you do the math on that. It's a lot of years between my first summit and my second summit, which is coming up in just a couple of months. Now, why did I wait so long between summits? There's a lot of reasons. One, I couldn't see the roadmap to how it would actually make me money. Two, it felt like a lot of work for payoff I couldn't visualize. Three, my first summit bombed so badly that I was not at all eager to try it again. And four, I wasn't sure where I was going to find the time to do it in my business. I was so super busy, if you will, with serving all of my clients getting new leads, having sales calls, doing all of the stuff that's required to grow a business that I couldn't see how I would be able to do it all, right? How can I do it all when I'm by myself, working for myself, trying to build this business? It's such a huge undertaking. And I just don't know that it's going to pay off for the amount of work that I'm going to put into it. If that at all sounds familiar to you, this is the episode that you want to listen to. And the reason is Jenny has been hounding me to do a summit for about six years. And I know how long she's been hounding me to do a summit because that's how long we've been friends. And really, it started almost immediately. It took six years, but I'm finally coming around to it, guys. And... I want to tell you why and we want to kind of talk you through what the plan is for me to actually get this done with still being really busy in my business and now doing the mom thing and you know the good wife thing and the lockdown thing that we're still dealing with and all of that stuff but I'm now looking forward to it because I see the roadmap to success. So I'm rambling and Jenny's being very awfully quiet. Um, this is my way of trying to bring her into the conversation because she has run how many of these now for your clients? About 280. So she's done a couple. Just she a knows how much time they take. And I think she's probably designed some processes to help it take a little bit less time. Right?
1: Yeah. So let's talk about it. Your story is no different than the a lot of the clients that I deal with. And it is no different in terms of how they feel, the past experiences, the poopy summit they had in the beginning, things like that. There is no difference in that story whatsoever. The only difference is your lens on it, right? And your approach to it. And also, all of the, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this, all of the excuses that we Mm -hmm. put in our way to make sure we don't do the things that we need to do. I am no different than anybody else. I make a boatload of excuses to do things the way I want versus the way they need to be done. First person to admit. Right?
0: And I think that that's really important. Not only do we make excuses to not do things at all, Mm -hmm. but I really like what you just said. We make excuses to do things the way we want to do them, not the way they should be done. Correct. Correct. Well, I don't want to go live to promote. Or I don't want to X, Y, Z to do this. I don't want. And so what happens is then we decide how we do want to do it, which is very rarely in a way that's going to actually get traction. Correct. And then we get upset when it doesn't work.
1: hundred percent that. So I've actually literally worked with people who are saying, yeah, I'll do a summit with you, but I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And it's this laundry list of things they don't want to do for whatever reason. It's their own preconceived notions on it. And then, you know, this is before I was really in my project management sort of space. I would, let them, I would let them run the ship. All right. I would let them steer the boat. And then when the summit didn't go the way they wanted, the only person they looked at, it wasn't themselves. It was me. This didn't work. It's your fault. So I don't want to go down that road too, too much. But what I want to pull from this conversation on that is there's a, there's a way it works. And there's an acceptance piece. Just like anything else, you want to lose weight, you have to accept the fact that things are going to change. You want to have a better relationship with your partner, you have to accept the fact that you've made some boo-boos, and how are you going to fix them, right? And you have to see the roadmap, like you were saying earlier, on how to get there. So any coach worth their metal, worth their salt, whatever word you want to use, will show you the roadmap. There are lots of programs out there that'll teach you summits. And a lot of them will keep you behind that gaming term of fog of war to tell you to stay on the step that you're in and not know the whole roadmap. And you and I are very similar where we need to have, like we need to know all the picture, everything that's going on. So let's, let's move into that space and talk about what that's going to be like. The biggest hurdle for you was time. How to fit it into your business. How did it fit in into your life? How did it fit, you know? And I'll tell you that the secret is, <laughs> it's my favorite phrase. There's a suck it up opportunity in there because if you want to achieve the goal, build your list, increase your income and actually get clients with more ease, then maybe the way that people have been doing it where they're working so hard to get those leads, you have to accept a bit of uncomfortability. And that's what a summit's going to do. Now, let's talk about the benefit real quick. If you do a summit and you fit it into your life, and by the end of this episode we're going to show you how, then you're going to uplevel all of those skills your video skills, your audio skills, your Facebook live skills, your copywriting skills, your tech skills, just by even if you're not a tech person and you're not doing the tech, you'll improve just by the fact that somebody's doing it for you. And you're going to see what works, right? So you're going to learn all these things. You're going to up-level your sales skills, your joint venture skills, your interview skills, all these different things. So by the end of the summit, you're going to be a better entrepreneur. That's one of the biggest selling features. It's not just that though, right? (laughs) Like I really feel like, and
0: and this is why it's important for me to do one this year, it kind of forces you on the stage, if you will. So it's really easy to hide. Oh, I've built my business on nothing but referrals and word of mouth. And I've said that for 13 years, which by the way, that's awesome. The fact that I get referrals is a great thing and I'm not downplaying those. But what that was, was an excuse to keep hiding and to not put myself out there. And so a list build like this kind of pushes you out into the limelight a little bit. It forces you to be a little bit more visible. And because of that, your business can take on a different trajectory.
1: Absolutely. So let's, let's talk about the time factor because I think that's a really big thing that plays into people's lives. I want you to share how you overcame the time issue. So I'm going to be very transparent and say that I
0: have not fully done that yet.
1: <laughs> What's very... the
0: acceptance process that you're... Well, there, there is the acceptance process. And so what has happened is I'm very overwhelmed by even the concept. And as of the time of this recording, I still have about four to five months to plan. I know that 90 days is a good barometer for planning. And I told Jenny, I said, I need more time. I need to stretch out my planning period longer because I don't even like 90 days.
1: I don't like 90 days. 90 days is too fast. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who are like, do your summit in 90 days. I don't like it. It is way too pressured. I prefer 120 days, right? So three months to four months, I like a four month planning period. If I can get five months, I'll take five months. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I started thinking
0: about it late last year. So There's some mental planning that went on in the first month, so that would pull us to about six months between conception to implementation and launch. I haven't fully figured out how I'm going to do it, but I just know that I have to. And you don't have to. Yeah, go ahead. For all the reasons that I talked about, but mostly this stop hiding thing. And so really, it's about committing to something and removing the fact that I'm going to let excuses get in my way. Mm -hmm.
1: And there's a reason why that's also going to help you is because you are going to have the roadmap. So let's, for transparency sake, I'm working with Allison to help her build out her summit. Mm-hmm. That's happening. <laughs> and <laughs> I have a lot of tools in my arsenal mm-hmm. that I bring out that help people. I have Trello boards and Asana boards and Google drives full of information and all this kind of stuff. And with my regular clients, I do weekly calls and I do coaching calls and all that kind of thing with them. With Allison, there has been a necessity for a mindset shift. And this is not uncommon. And you might be experiencing this, listeners, if you're listening to this, you might be experiencing this. And if it sounds familiar, then this might speak to you. There is the acceptance of the fact that for the four months of planning a summit, it's not going to take over your entire life. It's not going to ruin your ability to serve your clients. It's not going to stop your ability to make income. It's only going to be in the beginning, a little bit of extra work. And I will tell you this, if it matters, you will make time. I'm doing a 30-day yoga challenge. Do you think I wanna get up 30 minutes earlier in the morning? No, but I'm doing it because I'm trying to create a new habit. I'm making the time. I can talk myself out of it all day long. Trust me, I have talked myself out of doing a 30-day yoga challenge for about two years. Two years.
0: That sounds like me. Yep.
1: And I finally said a couple days ago that I'm going to do it. And I happen to have an accountability partner. It's my sister-in-law. Um, I call her my life coach care bear, because she's a very positive person and I'm doing it. But there's a mindset shift of like, screw this, F that, whatever you want to say, I'm doing it and you make it happen. The same applies to anything in your business. You want to build out your own website, you're going to have to learn some new tools and and apply those. If you're going to do a summit, it's the same thing. Now, let's talk about how you actually go from the acceptance to the doing, right? So here's the expectations that I want to set up for you. And I'm setting this up for Allison. This is technically almost, we can call this a coaching call. We can have some fun with that. But I want to set up expectations. When you're doing a summit, it is not going to be the entire day. Now, if you're like me, when I'm learning something new, I I tend to get engrossed. So I like to set a bit of a timer and I will say, I will spend one hour if you can find 30 minutes in your day or 45 minutes in your day, four days a week, you can get a summit done. It is all about structure and timing. So the time that you would be on Clubhouse, which at the time we're recording, this is this huge brand new social media platform. The time that you're spending going down the rabbit hole on Clubhouse, or the time you're on TikTok watching silly videos, or the time that you're you know scrolling Reddit for 30 minutes, that's 30 minutes you could be spending on your summit that is invaluable time. So there's a, there's a shift there. Now, as you're starting to build out your summit, the main thing you're going to be doing in the beginning, and this is something that somebody who is, I would call my mentor for, for years now has mentioned is that the summit actually starts taking place. The, the, the work to it builds up the six months out, right? This is where you're starting to think about the speakers that you want to have on there. This is where you're starting to go on the Facebook pages and look at people and go, Ooh, I would really like to have so-and-so on my event. And then you start liking their business page and taking a look and see if you guys have the same values and things like that. That's where that kind of stuff happens. And by the way, that is passive. You can do that instead of scrolling Reddit. You can do that. I've literally done that while I'm folding laundry right? I can scroll and be like, Ooh, I like that. Oh, I you know, want to check that person out. Oh, I want to listen to their podcast and see if they're, you know, we have that alignment. These are things you can fit into your life. So the lesson here is if you want it, you'll make it happen. And it's not going to overtake your life. It reminds me when I did my, my summit in 2013, I think I did it in
0: eight weeks mm-hmm. and it did take over my life mm-hmm. because I had to find experts, secure experts, interview experts, publish. And I did it all 100% by myself. In 2013, without a lot of the technology that's available today or the knowledge that I have today. Correct. So if I'm thinking about my experience then, it was overtaking my life and in a way that was not enjoyable.
1: No. And there's something there even just before you finish your point, if you're doing it in eight weeks and you had a bad result, which we know you did. hmm What part of the reason is you didn't have enough time to contact and get in touch with really good experts. You took what you could get.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I got some decent people, but a lot of it was the concept wasn't very well fleshed out and it was was the wrong market and all that, but I'm not going to run down that rabbit hole, but it did take over my whole life. And I've carried that through over the last eight years as this is what planning a summit is like. And it's not. And so I think really that expectation, there's reasonable expectations, 45 minutes a day, four to five days a week for five to six months, starting passive and then getting into more of the active creation of it. I think that that is not that bad.
1: No, it's not. It's really not. And the funny thing is, is that after you start getting used to doing the 30 minutes to 45 minutes, four or five times a day, and you start getting that preliminary research out of the way, Then you're getting into the more of the active part, which is booking your interviews and conducting your interviews and things like that. And there will be days where it's like, I'm doing two interviews today. So there's two hours that are happening, but it's not every day. Right? So the expectation is there's going to be some days as you get closer to the summit, where you're going to be conducting your interviews and doing other things. Now, there's two camps on this whole get a summit done side. There's the Completely do it yourself. I'm going to do everything on my lonesome, do all my tech, do all my everything, right? So if you're tech savvy, if you're good at video, you can edit your own video and all those kinds of things. You want to do it all on your own? Those are those people. The other side is the people who understand (laughs) or they they know their limitations or they know their abilities and they're willing to hire a team. Hiring a team doesn't mean that you have 10 people working for you and you're spending $10,000. It could mean as little as having a VA for four hours a week who handles the administrative side. It could be that you are really good in Canva, so you'll do your own graphics. Great. Save your money there. Or it could be that you're very, very busy and you're at the level in your business that you know that you need to do this like CEO style where you delegate. Right? Allison loves to play in Canva. I'm telling you, I right? I love it. I know I you I love do. it so much. But you're not doing it. But I'm you're, not allowed. No. Not, not for
0: this. No. I can do it for little things here and there. If it's a one-off, if it's like, I need this right now. I don't have time to send it to, to my designer. Whatever. It's going to take me five minutes. I'm just throwing something together. But when it comes to these graphics for an event or a list build, I, I could run down that rabbit hole and stay there all day. Yep. And that's not a good use of my time. I think hiring help, you can hire someone just to do your graphics, like Jenny said. You can hire someone just to build the pages. You can hire someone just to write the copy. You can hire someone just to do the social. Or you can hire someone to help you project manage the whole thing. And that's one of the things that I really rely on Jenny for is to tell me what I need to do. Because there's a lot of those little pieces that I just don't know. hmm I haven't done it 280 times like Jenny. (laughs) Yeah. I've done it once and it wasn't done well. Jenny's able to say, "Allison, I need, I need X, Y, Z. I need you to do X, Y, Z now. Cool. Great. You tell you give me my marching orders and I can get it done. It's when I look at the whole big, huge picture of these lists and these checklists and these calendars and these project management and these Trello boards. I'm like, holy (laughs) guacamole!" I can't do all that, but that's not all at once. No, it's not. And, and so for the last 30 days or so, I've been like, I've been building my little list of potential experts. I've been thinking about the the direction I want to go. I've been building that roadmap in my head to how I'm going to profit from it, which I think is really important. And I've been writing notes down and and now that I'm getting into five months out at the I think the time of this recording and publication, I'm about four and a half to five months out. Okay, now it's going to be time to start doing some of those more active stuff and getting maybe starting to secure some of these speakers. How do I need to do that? I need to put up a landing page. Okay, and I'm relying on Jenny to kind of help me to understand what needs to happen step by step so that I don't get overwhelmed. And that is somebody in my business, in my world, that is invaluable because when I get overwhelmed, I shut down.
1: Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. My, part of my job, funny enough, is not just the project management, it's the cheerleader. Come on, mm-hmm. you know, pick yourself up, get into the chair.
0: It's the host management. Yeah,
1: it's the host <laughs> management. And there's a lot of host management, and that's, and that's okay. okay. And it's totally okay. And we actually, um, you know, there's a lot of products out there that you can go and check out. And if you, Want to go do so? There's products that tout themselves as uh, a complete summit package, right? It's like um, you know, buy this thing for x amount of dollars, and I'll give you templates and this and this and this and this and this, and this right? And some of them are good, like they're not bad. Allison and I recently checked one out, and we were very shocked at what it's missing. And it's a very popular product, and we were like, wow, there is no project management tools. And I've actually got clients. At this particular moment, who have purchased that product and then found me and said, holy crap, this is what was missing. So there's a lot of there's a lot of products out there on how to do a summit. Go check out and see what you need. And you might not need the project management. Maybe you're a really good project manager. But a lot of people tend to need what Allison is talking about, which is the step-by-step process and the carving out of time. The next thing I kind of want to mention, and Allison, I want your take, is systems and processes.
0: Oh, I'm so not a systems and processes girl. Jenny knows this about me. And I do know that that's a downfall of mine because what happens is it ends up taking me five or 10 times longer to do something because I don't have a system or process or anything to get it done. When it comes to hosting a summit, and I've, you know, again, hashtag transparency, I've seen Jenny do this for her clients. Like I've, we're friends, we've talked about this stuff. So I have an idea of the kinds of systems and processes that she puts in place. And I also happen to have a really weird love for spreadsheets. I mean it's getting weird at this point. Yeah
1: there's spreadsheet, there's a spreadsheet to talk about the spreadsheets.
0: Like I love I actually had one of those once. I, I really did. And it was my link, like my my link life spreadsheet and it was a spreadsheet with links to all my spreadsheets. <laughs> Alison, you have a problem. I do have a problem. I really like spreadsheets. But so I know that I get to do that a little bit with the planning of summit, I get to have some spreadsheets. Yay. So I do get to tap into some of the systems and processes and there's automation, right? So one quick little automation that we use here on this podcast, when we have guests is we have a guest request form and it automatically populates into a spreadsheet. Yay. It automatically populates into a spreadsheet. Well, I can use that same technology, that same automation to capture info, submission info from my future my future speakers. That's a system. That's a process that saves me time. I don't have to comb through email. They fill out the form. I've got it in a link on a spreadsheet. Yep. I send that easy. spreadsheet to whoever needs it, right? When I've written summit copy for some of Jenny's clients and I say, where's your speaker spreadsheet? And they send me a sheet that I know they've had to build manually. And that really hurts my heart for them. And so that's one little example of a system or a process that you might already be using somewhere else in your business that you can translate over to planning your summit. When it comes to communicating with outsourced, we use Slack. I use Slack to communicate with with just about everybody except for my ghostwriter. Um, (laughs) I use email for that. But that's a system, right? Now I have one place I can communicate to everybody. Now I just need to build a process around that. Mm-hmm. Well, my process tends to be firing off things as I think of them. So maybe I need to work on that. But, but
1: yeah, and I think the point that you're, sh- I think the good point out of this is there's systems and processes that you can put in place that help create the time, right? I don't exactly. like being, I don't like being on email. I hate, I hate sending emails back and forth. When I'm doing a summit with a client, I actually despise getting a boatload of emails like, oh, here's the link to such and such. And here's the link. Like that drives me nuts because to me, it's, it's a duplication of work where you could have everything centralized in my world, centralized into one spot. To really put a fine point on this, I'm usually managing anywhere between four to six summits at any given time. You're managing one, right? You, the person, right. you, the client are managing mm-hmm. one. I'm managing five or six. So the centralization and the, you know, making things really system and like system driven is going to help. So I will teach my clients how to do that. You actually because we've worked together, you know all these things and you've grown those processes and you had a lot of them before I even met you. But I will teach people the systems and processes that can save them time, right? And then there's the great thing about templates. Allison and I both adore templates. Templates are time savers. So I just worked with a client who's running a really big summit. It's going to be a six-figure summit. It's huge. And one of the things they didn't have is um, they were just doing this summit into English for the first time. They're an overseas client and they are not proficient in English in terms of writing. We had templates, right? So we had communication templates with the experts, communication templates with this and that. First of all, you can either make those templates. And if you're going to do more than one summit, and trust me, if I have my way, you will, right? (laughs) Um, You can template this kind of stuff. So the, you know, You don't have to write it 10 times. You can write it once and reuse. So templates are going to be your friend for sure in saving you time and also a ton of mental anguish when it comes to writing and figuring all this kind of stuff out.
0: Now, I do want to give a caveat because there are a lot of templates out there for sale. People give them away. This is just my copywriter soul coming through. Please personalize your templates. Please don't just drop them in like a Mad Lib and go personalize them. Make it so that they're totally you. Use them as a format or a formula because otherwise it's not going to feel like your summit. That's all. End
1: right. No, it's good. I I appreciate the fact that you're talking about that because that keeps everybody on their toes in terms of not just copying and pasting, which we don't want them to do. We want to make sure that you work your summit into your work, into how you work. So summits are not cookie cutter and it doesn't mean that you're going to change how you actually approach your work take a look at the way that you're currently working. If you are a get up early before everybody else is up in the house and get stuff done, and then you take a break mid-morning and you do chores or whatever you want to do, right? That's Allison. It's also me. And you take a break midday because I do. And then you get back at it later. Then you can work a summit into that. What I don't want you to do is go, wow, the summit's going to change everything. And I have to change everything about how I work. You're going to hate it. If you hate the process, you're really not going to enjoy the event. If you don't enjoy the event, you're not going to have a good result potentially. If you don't have a good result potentially and you didn't enjoy it, you're never going to do it again. Or you're going to wait six years and get badgered by somebody like me until you're willing to do it again. And you don't want that either.
0: (laughs) So don't because it gets really annoying after a while. You also have to know where your non-negotiables are. And that's one of Jenny's favorite words too is non-negotiable. That's basically saying like, this is just something that has to happen and it's not open for discussion. It is what it is. For me, that's certain things like Friday nights are my kids' virtual karate class. There's no moving that. Now, can I talk to my husband and have him do it? Yeah, but I can't record at that time because it's right in the next room and they are not quiet, right? So that's a non-negotiable. I can do work at that time, but I can't record at that time. I can't be on a call at that time. It's not movable, What else is a non-negotiable? Jenny's morning yoga is a non-negotiable. That's part of that challenge that she's doing. So if a client says, I would like to have a first thing in the morning call, no, I have yoga. It's a non-negotiable. I think it's really important to know where those are in your life and in your business, right? I'm part of a coaching program. There's a call every Tuesday at two o'clock, non-negotiable for me. Mm -hmm. It's an investment I made in my business. So start there and then plan around it. And that way you're not going to feel like you're giving up your whole world. Because I think that's the feeling that that I had. It took me this whole episode to kind of land into it. I felt like I was giving up something to not get something else. That's why the summit felt like such a failure. Because it wasn't successful and I had sacrificed so much. Because I worked so hard and it was actually to the detriment of my business because I was so focused on this summit that I wasn't focused on serving clients. I wasn't focused on finding new clients. So not only did I not make money from the summit, but I didn't make money after because I hadn't hustled the way that I needed to hustle to get clients. It, right. So I felt like I gave up all of this stuff for something that didn't work. So if I could have avoided feeling like I was giving something up, I could have entered the summit with a different attitude mm-hmm. i could have exited the summit with a different attitude mm-hmm. even if it didn't meet my expectations i wouldn't have had such a bad feeling about it
1: when it comes to what alison was talking about the sacrifice of time and sacrifice of not investing in still getting other clients and not getting any money out of it one of the things that the the point that she's making that is incredible here is that if it's planned you have non-negotiables you give yourself enough time you make it fit into your life the way it is right now, then you're not going to hate the process and you're still going to be able to do the things that you're normally doing. Will you have to, quote unquote, sacrifice something else a little bit? Yeah, you do have to make some adjustments, but it's just an adjustment. It's looking at your schedule and finding the space. And we all can make that space. Trust me, if it's important enough, you'll do it. And it is important. If you do a summit, you will create a list injection. If you do a summit you will create an income injection. If you do a summit, you'll increase your ability to do video, audio, joint venture partnerships, all these different things, copywriting, all of it. And if you do a summit, you're gonna up-level all these different skills in combination, and it's gonna make it easier for you to grow your business in the future. There are no downsides in that way. The only downside, the only barrier is actually you. And the people that you choose to be on your event, which is why you have to be incredibly picky with your experts, which is a totally different episode. Totally different episode. Totally different episode. We could go down the rabbit hole there. But in terms of time and sacrifice and all those things, it's worth it. And if this episode hasn't been able to get that across, (laughs) then I'd am i be shocked. Hopefully it has. And if you're thinking about a summit, if you're interested in doing a summit, try and get more information. If you want to check out what I'm doing in terms of summits, come and find me. I talk about them all the time. It's JennyWright.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram and all those things. I'm still learning Clubhouse. We won't go there. (laughs) I also want to say, if this episode hasn't convinced you
0: that it's time to do a summit, here's what I want you to do. I want you to download this episode as an MP3, however you can. And I want you to set it as your morning alarm every morning when you get up, because that's what my last six years has been like. (laughs)
1: it hasn't been that bad. No, it really
0: hasn't been that bad, but this is the stuff that Jenny has been trying to get through my head for a long time. Mm -hmm. You might feel resistant and that's okay. I get it. Six years, guys. I resisted this for six years. You will get there, but I'm excited now. I'm excited. I mean, I'm terrified. (laughs) Let's just put that out there. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm overwhelmed. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit, I'm wondering what the heck I've gotten myself into, but I'm also really excited because I know this time is going to be different because I have that plan for success and I have someone on my side to help me get there. That is really important. So get yourself a really good support team. Find yourself an amazing cheerleader, someone to help keep you from getting overwhelmed, someone to guide you in the right direction. If you need a reference for someone, I happen to know someone who can do all that, but build your support system in a way that will guide you forward that's just as important as getting your own head stuff right.
1: Yep, I agree. And if you need me to be be that person in your ear in the morning to try and get you moving forward, download the episode like Allison said, and then listen to it. (laughs) Because my voice is that aggravating. It will make you eventually do one of two things. Stop listening or do the summit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Having said that, I hope that you guys found this to be a helpful Episode that you got something out of this that'll help you make a decision whether or not you think a summit will fit. Keep in mind that it is not as terrifying as you think. From somebody who's done it as many times as I have, how Allison feels is completely understandable, but it also is tempered with the fact that it's just the unknown. And as she moves along the process, the terror will subside, the fear will subside. And she will get more and more excited, encouraged, and all those things. So that's all going to happen for her. And it'll happen for you as well. So thank you for listening to this episode. And if you have any questions about this or comments, please do leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're not already, please do subscribe to the podcast so you're catching all of the episodes of The System to Thrive. We would love to have you do that so that you don't miss anything at all. Thank you so much for being on with us and listening in. And we will be back very soon answering another big question. Thanks again for watching or listening to this podcast. We hope we've answered some of your big questions today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening and leave us a review. We publish multiple episodes
0: per week, all designed to help you grow your business. Look for us online on Facebook and Instagram at system to thrive or our home on the web at systemtothrive.com.